The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Put our hands together for the Lord. For he is good and his mercies endure us forever. Amen. Um, good morning, everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, Happy Resurrection. <laughs> Jesus is alive. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, someone said that the way you guys are going about this thing, it's as if you just woke up this morning. Yes. Like 2,000 years plus ago. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And it's a big deal that Jesus is alive. It's a huge, huge deal. So our text um, remains uh, John 14 that we have been looking at. And um, it says that in a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you, you are going to see me because I am alive. You, you are about to come alive. And he said that the night before he was crucified. So we can say, because he is alive, you are coming alive. So, so like we said, that Easter is all about coming alive. Easter is all about coming alive. The challenge with a lot of lives on earth is we sometimes feel like we're in a rut, we are frustrated. And the basic problem is that we lack power. We lack power. We lack power to get ourselves out of the challenge. It could be financial, it could be relational, it could be spiritual. We lack the power to get ourselves out of the mess. And you see, different worldviews has offered different sources of power. Different religions has offered different sources of power. We see some offering leadership power, some offering oratory power, some offering magical power, some offering occultic powers. Because in every human heart, there is this acknowledgement that there is more to life than meets the eye. Praise the name of the Lord. So some offer leadership power, some offer oratory power, some offer different forms of religious powers, some offers magical powers, some offers occultic powers, but only Jesus offers resurrection power. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> only Jesus has resurrection power. Only Jesus has resurrection power. And he, he, he has 
resurrection power to offer resurrection power because he has earned resurrection power. It was not bestowed upon him. He earned it. There's a story I like to tell, you know, um, every Easter when I get the opportunity to, to share the word of God. And, and if you've been with us for the past 13 plus years, I have been sharing this story every Easter. And every Easter I share this story, I mean, it's like the first time I'm sharing it, at least to me. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's amazing. Jesus earned it. Jesus earned on the cross when Jesus was crucified. The enemy rejoiced. The enemy was excited. We got him, they said. But wait, we need to finish the job. And Jesus was buried. When Jesus was buried, imagine in hell there was a week-long party declared by, by, by Satan. So Satan declared a week-long party that started on the day that Jesus was buried and there was rejoicing in hell. Every demon ever created that existed was present. They were jubilating. We got him. We got him. He's buried. Day one, passed. More drinks. Day two, more drinks. Day three, while they were rejoicing, they heard footsteps from a distance. And they're like, who is that? Take a roll call. They counted. Everybody was present. So who is that coming? And the steps became louder and louder and louder. Then Satan sent a, a, a demon to go check the gate and, and see who was that. By the time the demon got to the gate, he saw Jesus and the host of heaven, the Demon ran back to Satan and said, Oh God, you will not believe it. He says, What is it? He says, It is Jesus of Nazareth. And as he said, Jesus, everybody fell down on their faces. And Satan managed to pull himself and says, I've told you not to mention that name here. He said, But he is the one. He said, No, we buried him. We saw him buried. He has been buried. He himself said he is finished. So we buried him. Let's go. They got to the gate and they saw Jesus and an angel let out a loud sound. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Then they challenged from within, who is this king of glory? Says the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, or ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. The gates shattered. Jesus entered. Took the keys of death and hell. The scripture says from Satan, and bruised his head and went and led captivity captive. He went to free David, Abraham, Solomon. I know some of you said Solomon, yes, Solomon. Uh, <laughs> you know, and all the patriots and led him to heaven. 
And the devil and his host sat down there defeated. The one week long party declared was cut short. Every party declared by your enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth will be cut short. Was cut short. Was cut short. And they said, we are finished. We are finished. I thought he said he was finished. He said, oh God, he didn't say he was finished. He said it is finished. Jesus did not say, I am finished. Jesus said what? It is finished. So everyone that is looking at you and think you are finished, they are in for a shocker. Because resurrection power is coming over your life and your situation. In the mighty name of Jesus. But we buried him. You see, the mistake the enemy made was they thought Jesus was being buried, like we led yesterday. But as far as God was concerned, Jesus was being planted. The reason, the difference between something being buried and something being planted is the thing that is being buried has no life in it. But the thing that is being planted has residual life and power in it. So that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead will raise up every dead situation in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, so it's the residual life in the seed that makes the difference when you bury a stone and when you plant a seed. The life of the Holy Ghost was present. So Jesus could not have been buried. Jesus was planted. Jesus was planted. And, and that is huge. And that is huge. And it is that same power that we are reenacting. Philippians 3, 10 says, Paul craving out, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. The word power there is, is, is the word dunamis. This is where the, you get dynamite from, explosive power. It is not just Tashare or kwekwe power. You know what they call it? It's explosive power. It's explosive power. Now, when you plant a seed, the seed, push, no matter how hard, I mean, the surface is compared to the strength of the seed, but the seed pushes past and breaks through, right? There's power in that seed to break through. When you launch a rocket, they say that it takes more power for the, compared to the journey of the rocket. The rocket used most of its power to break through the earth and all the forces that are trying to hold it down on earth. Now imagine resurrection power in you. Praise the name of the Lord. Nothing will be able to hold you down. Absolutely nothing. 
So, so you, you could say, okay, resurrection power. Pastor, can you bring it home? How does this resurrection power, how does it benefit me? Can, can you unpack it a little bit? Yes, by God's grace, we will. What difference can it make in my life? What difference can resurrection power make in my life? Of course, you know already. But we're just going to talk about three, and we'll have communion. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this third communion, you know. I'm fired up, and, um, and we'll be done. So the first thing we see here is that resurrection power, it's the power to cancel your past. Resurrection power is the power to cancel your past. Many people can't let go of their past. And sometimes, even when we want to let go of our past, the people around us will remind us of our past. Sometimes we want to let go of our past. A, 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 a man that wants to let go of his past, or a woman that wants to let go of her past, is the wife that is reminding him, remember the thing you did, so you can't be feeling cool. Or the other way around. Or sometimes it's our siblings. Sometimes it's our colleagues. But you see, in, in Colossians 3, Colossians 3, 14, the word of God says that he has forgiven how many of our sins? All, All our sins. And canceled every record of debt we had to pay. Christ has done away with with it, by nailing it to the cross. So we see that he has forgiven all our sins and he has cancelled all the record. So when you show up before God and you're like, oh God, I'm sorry, you know, that thing I did, you know, and God says, once you've brought it to God, you brought it to the cross, it's cancelled. But many times, we hold on to it and we show up and God says, I don't know what you're talking about, Femi. You know, I, I, honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. And I like, God, you can't be that forgetful. You are God. It's, you see, and, and, and I'm going to show you. You see, he canceled. The, the, to cancel means to neutralize, to offset, to be forgiven. And more importantly, to what? To wipe off. There is no record of wrong again. Jesus has the power to cancel the failures of your past. No more record. No more record. Okay, so quickly, what I'm trying to say visually, is this. So, this is Mr. A. Isn't he cute? Should we give him some bed? You know? And, okay, these eyes <laughs> and nose. Now, this is um, Mr. B. He has a bigger head. And he has mustache. That's Mr. B. 
Mr. A and Mr. B, they are friends. So they do most of the things wrong. So as they are doing the wrong things, it's being recorded. One, two, three, up until what number? <laughs> a billion, maybe. Up until a billion. Up until a billion. Now, Mr. A, at some point, comes to a service like this and hears about the power of the cross and hears that God actually cancels his, his debt, cancels everything that is written against him. So Mr. A says to Jesus, I want that forgiveness. Guess what happens? They take spiritual eraser and they cancel They don't keep it aside to show Mr. A where it's coming from. They cancel. Ever say cancel. They don't say. The day he gets proud, we will remind him. They cancel totally and absolutely. But Mr. B hasn't. But they still look alike. In fact, his beard has grown bigger. And they're still angered because they're friends. But every time Mr. B's record is called up, the record of wrong is shown. Every time Mr. A's record is called up, what happens? Clean slate. That's what they call grace. Clean slate. And God tells us what is going on here in Jeremiah. God tells us what's going on here in Jeremiah 31, 34. He says, I will forgive their wickedness. I will never again remember their sins. So God is saying, I will not remember your sins. So Jesus was crucified for you. So you need to stop crucifying yourself. Stop crucifying yourself. Jesus was crucified for you. He died on the cross for you. So the, the, the question, you know, for you today is this. If, if God forgets or chooses not to remember, let's just forget. Your past failures, shouldn't you? If God doesn't remember your past failures, how should you respond to the people that are trying to remind you? If God doesn't remember, because of the cross, he does not remember. So, we see, if we ask ourselves, what difference can this resurrection power make it in my life? Number one, it's the power to what? To cancel your past. Number two, resurrection power, it's the power to change your person. It doesn't only cancel your past. It changes 
your person. So question for you is this. What would you like to change about yourself? Some people will say nothing. I'm okay, I'm cool. Okay, let me rephrase the question. What would your spouse like to change about you? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, you are getting the picture. What would your spouse like to change about you? I'm not saying you ask them now. You don't want to start a civil war. Resurrection power is the power to change your person. You know, a, a, a lady was, was they were, were counseling, so a lady and her husband, and, and the lady said to the counselor that, um, my husband is, is temperamental. You know, and the counselor said, says to the lady, what do you mean by your husband is temperamental? He says, Oga, my husband is 50% temper, 50% mental. <laughs> so he's temperamental. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes when people use a word, you need to ask them what they mean by the word. Uh, uh. My husband is temperamental. It's 50% temperament. 50% mental. So how does God change us? How does the power of resurrection change? It's a two-way process, basically. So it's the power to change your person. The, 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 the first step is, is this. In, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this means... So the first step is when we commit our lives to Jesus, that is how Christ's power changes us. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is, is gone. A new life has begun. So when we commit our lives to Jesus, it's the first step of the resurrection power changing our person. And the second step is, you know, because a new life has begun. It's the beginning. So the second step is, is following Jesus. Romans 12, 2. In following Jesus, the word of God says, the Philip's translation, that don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but let God remake you so that your whole attitude of mind, your person is changed. So that your person is changed. So there are two modes. There's the world's mold and there is the Lord's mold. Resurrection power wants to change your person. So resurrection power wants to remake you into the person that God has for you. The world also wants to remake your person. The world wants to mold you into something else. You know, I mean, I don't have any problem with, with, um, with makeup or ladies. That, I mean, I think ladies look beautiful when they wear makeup, right? Sometimes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, 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 
But, but, but, but, there's nothing wrong with makeup. Okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, it's better to, to make up and look beautiful and, 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 and not to and, and remain ugly, you know. So, God has called us to be creative, right? You see, so I just sent out a disclaimer, you know. <laughs> however, however, some makeups are, are criminal. <laughs> it's, it's, it remakes the person into a totally different creature. You will see the lashes. No, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with them, okay? <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. You know, I'm sure you see pictures of ladies before makeup and after makeup. I said, the man should ask for his bite price back. When he wakes up in the morning, say, hey, Kire. <laughs> So, so, guys, this is just a tip. <laughs> Before you get married, jog past your friends, whoever has their house, jog past, just bumping in the morning. If she says, I'm coming, I'm coming, and it takes 30 minutes. <laughs> Set up. If she just comes out and you see natural beauty, aha. <laughs> Any makeup you pull upon that will only enhance. Uh, ah, how did I get there? <laughs> it's not even in my notes. <laughs> anyway, so, so the, the Lord wants to make you up, wants to put you in his mold. So that when the world sees you, they don't recognize you again. They're like, wow, he has been with Jesus. Or she has been with Jesus. I remember when I gave my life to, to, to Christ. You know, at home, I mean, I used to be a little bit um, troublesome. You know, so... <laughs> so when I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't want to tell anyone... And the reason is because, you know, I was a terror to everybody. Except my dad. Everybody else. And I felt, these people know that I'm not born. They will take me for granted. They take me for a ride. The, 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 the respect I used to have in this house will diminish. <laughs> so I didn't tell anybody. I came back from um, school. I was in like at the time, and you know, I think there was a break. You know? After a while, a week or so, I overheard my mom telling my junior brother, Femi has changed. I was pained. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Oh, man, you know? So, so it's strange to have people that claim they've experienced resurrection power and their person is not changed. 
It's strange. Strange. The power changes your person. Changes your person. You know, I shared one of the days how my, my, my brother, one of my brothers, said to my wife when we just got married that the family you married is the new family. You should go on your knees every day and thank God that you didn't marry the whole family. You know, she didn't understand why I was giving her a few of the stories and she was like, eh, hey, used to do all those things. I used to fight with cutlass. <laughs> I used to fight with bottle. Really? Because some football matches go, go bad. Some people, I used to play football almost 24 hours a day. Some people, when you win them, you know, it's when you're going to an area, you know to come out alive. <laughs> anyway, all things are passed away. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I was a very angry person, a very violent person. I was, I mean, all sorts of things. And to the glory of God, I mean, to think that I've been married for 17 years, I think. And by the grace of God, not one day have I even pushed my wife. Not one day. Not one day, I kid you not, have I even said, if I... If not, that I'm born again. Not one day. Now, if you are married at all, you know that it's, it, there's no perfect marriage, right? You know that there will be occasions. Oh, yes. But the things I used to do, the places I used to go, bah. the dresses I used to wear, mini. There's a <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so what am I saying? What I'm saying is this, that God wants to take your greatest weakness and turn it into a strength. Today, I can fight spiritually. Oh, yes, you don't want to cross that path. And when I fight, I fight. <laughs> but it is, a, it is a virtue that God converted. Moses, it was temper, God converted it. Abraham, it was worrying, God converted it. Peter, it was sabi sabi, God converted it. Gideon, it was fair, God did what? So the point is, you don't have to remain the same. You don't have to remain the same. So what, I'm, what we are saying is that this resurrection power, number one, it's the power, that, power to cancel your past. It's the power to change your person. And number three, it's the power to conquer your problems. It's the power to cancel your past. It's the power to change your person. It's the power to conquer your problems. Resurrection power is the power that we all need to cancel our past, to change our person, and to 
conquer our problems. You see, everybody has problems. Problems is, is I mean, normal to life. If you don't have a problem here, let me see your hands up. I don't have any problem. You know, is that a one, you're in denial, or two, I need to check your pulse if you are alive. The only people that don't have problems are in the, in the grave. So, you know, you're going to have challenges. As you overcome one, you're going to get to another. As you overcome one, that is how life is. It makes you stronger. It makes you more dependent on God. It makes you of value to other people because you're able to empathize, able to help other people up. So, but in life, it is not so much the problem we face in life. It is usually what we do with our problems. That's usually what the problem is. How we handle our problems. That's usually what. Are you going to trust God? Or are you going to find another solution? Are you going to rely on your own strength? Or are you going to rely on your own intelligence? What is it going to be? There's a, the story of a man that was falling, free fall, you know, and he, 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 from a cliff. And Luckily for him, he, he could grab a branch and it was really dark. It was freezing cold. And the guy prayed to God, if you are there, please help me. Send me a rescue boat or someone to come and rescue me. And God spoke to him. And God said, you want me to rescue you? The guy said, yes, 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 yes. I didn't even know you were there. God said, let go of the branch. The guy paused. I said, is there anybody up there? Anybody else? <laughs> anybody else? We want things to be done our own way. His ways are not our ways. In the morning, they, they, they found that the man was frozen to death. So they, they found a man frozen to death a few feet from the, from the ground level. So if you had let go of the branch, what would have happened? You would have landed safely. How we want to solve our problems. That's, 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 that's the problem. In Romans 8, 35, the word of God says that who can separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. What does that mean? Who is a conqueror? A conqueror is, is one who overcomes by gaining control. By gaining control. So a conqueror is someone that overcomes by gaining control. You enter a territory, you beat everybody back and blue, you gain the territory, gain control, you're a conqueror, the world says. But God is saying, I don't just want you to be a conqueror, I want you to be more than conquerors. So who are those that are more than conquerors. Those that are more than conquerors, one who overcomes by giving control. Huge difference. So God is saying, look, I want you to be more than conquerors. Overcome by giving control. 
So you can decide how you want to live your life. I'm going to keep trying to conquer in my strength or I'm going to be in the group of those that are called modern conquerors because I yield control to God. What is it going to be, my sister? What is it going to be, my brother? What is it going to be? Am I going to allow resurrection power conquer the problems that I'm facing by me yielding? So no matter how dark the situation is, God can turn it around for your good. And he will. And that's what we are saying. We are saying, no matter how dark, no matter how gloomy, no matter how hopeless the situation seems, God can turn it around for good. Will you give him control? Will you give God control? Or are you going to remain in control? Are you going to keep struggling to be a conqueror? Or are you going to enter the lane of those that are more than conquerors? And the picture is this. Those that are conquerors, if you take this illustration, there is, I mean, I, I mean, some of you, you know the UFC fights? UFC? You guys watch UFC? Okay, just a few of us. You know, some of you are still watching WrestleMania, WWF. Those people are actors, they are not fighting. Want to watch a real fight, watch UFC, you know, real blood, real, you know, I like to watch UFC. <laughs> so, you know, you know the, the, the Nigerian guy, the lightweight guy, the Israel, I'm sorry, they just won the, 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 the title. Did you watch that match? Man, it was bloody. Now, imagine there's a prize at the end of that fight. Let's say it's a billion dollars. And, and Israel went into the ring and fought and fought and fought and fought. He, I mean, the, the guy, <laughs> he received, his eyes were torn, blood everywhere. The guy, too, he beat Shege out of the guy's body. <laughs> and he won. At the end of the day, he took the belt, and he took, let's say, it's a billion dollars. He was a conqueror. Now, what God is offering you, I'm putting before you, is this. You have such a US, UFC fight, and instead of you getting into the ring like Israel, God says, I will get into the ring for you and do the fight. But you will still get the one billion dollars. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Which one will you choose? More than conqueror. So I'll be there at the end. I'll be at the, outside the gate. Go, Jesus. Go, Jesus. Punch him. Punch him. Yes. You know? And let, let me tell you something. Jesus wins every battle. He entered the ring with the greatest enemy of man, death. And he knocked death out. He beat death black and blue. Come and see blood. And he took the pain for us, for me. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was nailed. He was slapped. He was spat on. He took the jabs. 
But at the end of the day, he said, Femi, you take the victory. He's saying to you, you take the victory. You take the victory. That is what it means. To be in the group of those that are called more than conquerors. What will it be for you this morning? Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. What will it be? Do you want to enter the ring and keep fighting? Oh, do you want to say, finally, Lord, I, I want you to be, <laughs> to enter my ring for me. I want to cede the control of my life to you, Jesus. What will it be? What will it be? You see, if you have never given your life to Jesus, or if you, have, you think you are saved in the sense that you, 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 you come to church, you may even be a worker, but you see, if you look at your life, you are the one doing the fight. You are the one taking the punches. You, you've almost killed yourself. There's an invitation for you today to join the group of those that are more than conquerors. Pastor, that is me. I want to surrender my all to Jesus. Put up your hand over your head quickly and I'll pray with you. You don't need to come forward. Just put it up and I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. Pray with me. That's me. God bless you, sir. God bless you. There's a hand there. God bless you, my sister. Right there. God bless you. Another hand right there. That's me, my sister. Another hand over there. Right there in that corner. I see your hand. My brother, I see your hand. Keep the hands up until you get your hand. Another hand at the back. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand. Another hand there, my sister. That's you. I can see you. Keep the hands up. God bless you until you get the card. That is me. Yes, sir. That is me. Yes, sir. At the back over there. That is me. Yes, sir. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand and, and say to him, Oh, Jesus, I didn't know it was like this. Now I have come. Accept me. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Put up that hand. The rest of us, I am saved. I am a child of God. Why don't you talk to God? What, what, for you today, it may be the changed personality, the changed person. You are named with Christ, but you are still behaving like a terror. Anybody else? Pastor, can you still pray with me? Yes, put up that hand. God bless you. If I put it up, put it up well over your head. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand. I'm about to pray. God bless you. There's a hand right there. There's a hand right there at the, at the corner. Can I still put up my hand? Yes, you can, my brother. Yes, you can, my sister. I will pray together. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. God, God bless you. That is me. Another hand over there. That is me. God bless you. Oh, Father, we come. Oh, we thank you. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because Christ of Nazareth, we pray for everyone surrendering to you today. Lord, this is why you came. <laughs> this is, you came so that these ones and we all can be more than conquerors. Lord, we thank you and we receive your gift today into all these lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone here, my Father, let your resurrection power breathe upon us. Let, we, let us come alive in the real sense of it, and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen.